We should start wearing suits and skinny ties around here. What do you think? Or bathing suits. One of the two. Right? All right. So Nat King Cole, he's singing, Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. But why does he, why does Nat King Cole have to ask for his heart not to be broken when he gives it to somebody? Well, maybe we should ask Neil Diamond, right? Because you don't bring me flowers anymore. You guys remember the, the, the words of that one? It used to be so natural to talk about forever. But used to bees don't count anymore. They just lay on the floor till we sweep them away. That was for you. <clears throat> I don't really like Neil Diamond. My wife Leon loves Neil Diamond, so that was my Neil Diamond for you, baby. All right. It used to be so natural to talk about forever, right? But used to bees are swept away. See, most of us really struggle, actually, to give our hearts because we're scared. If I give you my heart, if I actually do this, please don't break it. But we all know, I mean, if there's a good chance, if you put your heart out there in any type of relationship, there's a good chance it can be broken. Human love, in general, is actually often very short. Human love is there for a moment, and then all of a sudden it can be gone. We know this with romantic relationships. We know this, right? And this, this is why with my daughters who are now teenagers, it's like when I look back at my extent of romantic relationships when I was young, man, it's not that they're not real, but they come and then they can go. So we have to be really, really careful. Marriages. Here's the issue. Eros, which is the Greek word for romantic love, it doesn't always last. Even when you're still married. Can I get an Amen. All right, the feelings, right, that rise up, they come and they go. Human love can actually sometimes be really short. Another way human love is short is you perform really well and then people love you. But if you fail, if you mess up, if you don't measure up, then people stop loving you. I was shocked last night. I just read a fascinating article about Urban Meyer. Remember, you guys remember Urban? He was, our, he was actually the football coach of the Utes here when we moved here. Went to Florida, won a couple championships. Now he's at Ohio State, won another championship. He's an amazing coach. I was shocked to hear how much reporters and media hit him, how much it bothers him when they lose and all of that negative criticism comes. It affected even him. I'm like, Urban Meyer? I didn't think it would affect him. But Urban, Urban is, is a human too. So, human love is short. People will be cordial to you, but find out that you're different than them, and then they pull their love away because you just don't fit in. How, I mean, all of us, right? You've experienced that. Some, where somebody, all of a sudden, they just don't want to love you because you're not like them. Somebody truly messes up, and they hurt you. We talked a couple, few weeks ago. What, what do you do when somebody hates you? What do you do when somebody curses you? Well, here's what we find about human love. Human love is there for a moment, but it can often be gone in a second. And that's because human love is a love that I give to you if you are certain things. If you're these things, I will love you. Things that I want, things that I like, things that actually make me happy or satisfied. It's human, you guys. It's, and, and what's interesting, think about that, 
So really, that type of love is selfish at its core. <laughs> because we're saying, I love actually what you do for me. And if you stop doing what is good for me, then I'm going to stop loving you. And so Nat King Cole has to say, okay, if I give you my heart, here, take my heart, please don't break it. Because human love is actually destructive. When you look at it in the Bible, it damages hearts. It does. It divides marriages. It keeps churches from being powerful and effective. In James chapter 3, you can look this up. Whenever anything is selfish at its core, and I think many times our love can be selfish at its core, the Bible says that type of love is earthly, it's unspiritual, and it's demonic. That's a strong word. But he uses that word because it breaks our hearts. Now imagine, imagine if there was a love that wasn't short. Imagine if there was a love that was actually super long, that actually never stopped. Imagine if there was a love that wasn't given on performance or personality or economic status that broke through the barriers which rise up in human flesh and divide us. And so today, as Dave said, we're in this series called Expand. And last week we did. We looked at the whole idea at K2. We are going to have a wider reach when, when the church or when people are filled with faith, interesting, love, and hope, God's whole kingdom just expands. God's goodness just keeps going wide. So last week was a wider reach, but today what we're going to talk about is a longer love, a longer love. And this is a love that is so unique and it's so different, and yet it's what every human heart is looking for, a love that won't stop when I fall short, a love that won't pull itself away as soon as you discover who I am and I'm not exactly the person you want me to be. A love that when I hurt you even, you won't let me go. Okay? So let's pray and let's ask God to reveal to us this longer love. Father, thank you for this morning. <clears throat> thank you for the hope that's in this message. Thank you for the truth. Jesus, thank you for coming into this world and revealing to us what love actually is. Thank you for the hope that we have today that our faith can grow in you that our hearts can be more full, that we can actually receive your love. And God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that this moment that we share together, that your presence would help make that happen. And I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says this. <clears throat> Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. So it's, you got to be loved. And then he says, walk in the way of love. Just as. Well, what does that look like? How am I, okay, how am I supposed to walk? Well, love just as Christ loved us, and he gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. See, here's what the Bible tells us. God is love. So if we're going to actually understand love, then we actually have to look at him. So most of you have probably heard this passage. It's, if you've been to a wedding, there's a good shot you have. But let's just look at the description, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting with verse 4. If we're supposed to walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us, what does that love look like? Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. 
It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never ends. That's pretty long. So there, love is a multifaceted diamond. Even within these few verses, there's lots of different facets. This morning, I just want to focus on this one facet of love. And it's these words that are in there. That love is patient, that it bears all things, that it endures all things, and it never ends. You guys, here's, here's God's love is actually really, really long. How long is a love that never ends? How many of you have ever watched a movie that you wish would just end, <laughs> right? It never ends. Now, the partnering passage I want to look at is this, Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Look at this. Paul says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. So it's kind of what we're looking at here at K2. K2, who are we? What are we supposed to be? And last week we saw, man, we're, we, we should be having a wider reach, and today, we have a call from God, and we got to live a life worthy of that. And this is how he says we're supposed to live it out. We're supposed to be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So let me just unpack these. These are pretty interesting words. <clears throat> patient means, the actual word means, long-suffering. <laughs> That's what, if you're patient, you suffer for a long time. It means long-tempered. Bible says that God is patient. He is slow to anger, slow to punishment, to punish. To be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. So there's patience. What does it mean to bear with somebody? That word in its original language meant to hold up against a thing. So if you, if you bear, it's like you're holding, something's coming and you're holding up against it. Can that, and we would say that, right? So can that beam bear the weight? And so you hold it up because it's going to hold this thing. The other thing it means is to keep off something which threatens. So, and isn't that what a roof does, right? Why do we put a roof over our heads? We put it over us to cover, and then the beam stands up under and says, I will not let it fall. So the word became to mean endure and suffer patiently. <laughs> and we're supposed to bear with each other, right? So who am I holding up? You. <laughs> and who are you holding up? The person next to you and me. Because we're messy people. <laughs> and you have to endure. The third word, just endure, means, guess what it means? This is so funny. To suffer <laughs> patiently. <laughs> to remain in a place Instead of leaving it, you stand firm until the end. Love is patient. Love bears all things. Love endures all things. It's really actually very, very long. Now, what do all those three things have in common? Suffering. Aren't you excited? 
L is <laughs> right. No, no. Love actually apparently means you're going to suffer. To love is to suffer. And, and, and so this is, I think, why we don't do it. Who wants that? Who wants to suffer? How, you know, how many of you came in and, man, I just hope I learned today how to suffer? No, I want to feel good. But the Bible says, walk in the way of love just as Christ. Okay, how did Christ? He loved us, and how did he do it? He gave himself up. How did he give himself up? As a fragrant offering and a sacrifice. Love for Christ was to suffer. And now we're supposed to be imitators of that because love is patient, bears all things, endures all things. They're suffering. And you guys, this actually shouldn't surprise any of us because if you have connected yourself to another human being at all, you know you cannot love without suffering because people have time. There will be times when people cannot be what they want to be because they're broken. Anybody in here broken? We're all broken. And when that brokenness appears, finally, you know, because you date and you don't let anybody see your brokenness, right? You're like, wow, look at me. I'm wonderful. Please, please don't get too close, right? Because once you actually marry me, I'm broken. Now, what happens? You're going to suffer when somebody all of a sudden can't be what they want to be. They will be different than you. They will not always meet your standard. What you want or what you need, they will sin. They will fall short. They will hurt you. You guys, you cannot connect yourself to another human being who some way you're not going to have to be patient with, <laughs> that you're not going to have to suffer long with, bear with, endure with if you're actually going to love them. So the question I have is, well, then why in the world do this, <laughs> right? What are the benefits to this? What would happen? Here's what I want to ask you. What would happen if you decided to stop loving in a fleshly, as the Bible would call it, or human way? What would happen if you stopped having a really short love when someone bugged you or wasn't what you wanted anymore or hurt you, and you said, you know what? I'm going to love you anyway. I can tell you this right now. Maybe the most important thing that would happen is you would heal another human being. You could change someone's life forever. Because every one of us in this room, it's why Nat King Cole had to say, I'm going to give you, please don't break my heart. Every one of us knows if I don't perform and if I don't please you, you're going to walk away. And I'm going to know once again that I'm not good enough. Even Urban Meyer feels that way. But if you could be the person who says, I see you, and I'm not leaving you, you could heal another human, and you could change them forever. And you know what's interesting? You know what else would happen? <laughs> what benefit you'd get? You, therefore, would be loved with gratitude beyond measure. You would be the one person that someone would say, and they'd stand at your funeral and go, that was the one person who loved me no matter what. If you want to be loved, then love like this. You, and you know what else will happen? If you actually love someone like this with long suffering, you will be changed forever. You know what, God? The Bible says it very clearly. 
He goes, I'm very interested in transforming you into my likeness. I'm very interested in your character. You know how the Bible always says that character is built? It's built through suffering. So if you actually hold on to somebody who hurts you, somebody who's fallen short of the standard, somebody who's not meeting their part of the bargain, somebody who's not like you at all, and you love them, and you suffer through that, God says, I will change your character. You know what, I, I, I've read this, it's amazing. Is hard people in your life, different people, someone who's let you down, you know what they do? All they do is reveal what's actually inside you. You hang out with someone easy, you can just keep all your junk inside. But as soon as someone that's hard rubs up against you, who you really are comes out. And we go, you make me so angry. No, <laughs> you actually were angry. <laughs> and the right person run into you to show you that. <laughs> that's what happens. So God actually uses our suffering to change your heart so that you aren't human anymore, so that you don't love just people who are easy, so that you don't judge people anymore. God uses tough situations to reveal your heart, to give you a chance to actually start loving like he loves. So you will be changed forever. And I think another last benefit is you would help create unity and peace that the world is looking for. So man, I just want to encourage us. Let's not quit. Let's not quit loving. People miss out on the glory because they quit. I remember reading an article, just a business article. And they were just saying, the people who make it great and success that we all look at, most of them, the only real big difference is they didn't quit. <laughs> when it got really hard, they didn't stop. They just kept going. You guys, glory is always on the other side of suffering. So how do we do this, right? How can I actually connect our lives? How can we do this at K2? How could we have a longer love in this place? Here's a few things, just really quick for you. Number one, the Bible says accept each other. <laughs> accept each other. Romans 15, 7. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. So man, let's look at each other. This is a very diverse group of people. If you're going to have a longer love, the first thing you got to do is look at any people who are different than you and go, you know what, I accept you. Number two, you're going to have to speak to each other. Okay? Accept each other. You're going to have to speak to each other if you're going to have a longer love. Ephesians 4.15 says, we will speak, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body of the church. See, one of the biggest things that divides us is when we actually have a conflict, when somebody has let us down, and I believe me, I know this, this is so true, nobody will talk to each other. And so what happens is we get this big, huge thing going on inside of our head of why we think that they did this, and it just gets worse, and the person gets uglier. You have to speak the truth to each other. Because once it gets out in the light, you actually, God can actually work because truth is there. Okay? So if we're going to have a long love, you will never have a long love with somebody that you won't talk to. Okay? Accept each other, speak to each other. Number three, forgive each other. Colossians, very similar passage says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other, here it is again, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. You will never have a long love 
without forgiveness. Because you will never be next to another human being who's not going to hurt you. But Jesus forgave us, and we can forgive each other. And that's our command. Live a life worthy of what you received. I received full forgiveness. I'm going to give it. And the last one I'll just say is, what do we do? How do we do this? we got to see each other. Accept each other. Speak to each other. Forgive each other. And then see each other. 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. You know what a worldly point of view is, you guys? The way of the world is your performance is based, your value, your, excuse me, your value is your performance based on someone's opinion of you. And if we can be fully honest, the way we look at each other, we are constantly judging each other. We judged how we put each other addressed today. We judge your hair. We judge your economic status. We judge your weight. We, ju- we, we judge your spiritual maturity. We just are, and that's looking at someone from a worldly point of view because the world is the way of the love of the way of the world is a love that says, if you're these things, I'll love you. But once Jesus saw all of me and loved me, and I got him inside me, now I can't look at you that way. If I'm really walking in Christ, I see you differently. I see you as someone that Jesus died for too. I see you as someone that he has grace for too. And now I can give you a longer love because I'm not loving you based on your performance. I tell you what, man, it'll change everything. Here's the key. To have patient, bearing endurance. To suffer. It cannot be about me. You have to believe. Here's what you got to believe. We have to believe that our relationship is more important than my happiness. I've got to believe that this relationship is more important than my happiness. So it actually must be about us. I must want to fight for the greater component of us. And I think that's why it's sacrifice. Because you know what sacrifice is, by definition? It's giving up something of value for something that you value more. And you know what? We're human, so we value personal happiness. But if I'm in relationship, if I'm in relationship, if we're the church, then I actually have to value this more than myself. So I sacrifice myself for the benefit of everybody else. And that's what the key is to doing this. Because if you're going to love someone, you are going to suffer. So longer love, you guys, is about us. And I, I, I'm just, I have just a second here. A fascinating discovery for me. As I, was st- I, I, I wasn't going to go here at all. I'm just going to take a couple minutes. But as I looked up these verses, I was amazed at the context of these verses. You'll have to read them for yourself, but 1 Corinthians 13, okay, is sandwiched in between 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Okay, let's pray. That was, okay. No, but, but what's interesting is 1 Corinthians 12, it's all about unity and service, and then I looked up Ephesians chapter 4, and guess what the context is? It's all about unity and acts of service. And so I just had to. I had to wait, 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 wait a second. Why serve? 
Because, here's what's interesting. What the, what the Bible tells us is every one of us in here has been given a gift for who? I mean, somebody yell out. Who do we get a gift for? The body. You are a cell in a body. And so you have a unique thing that you bring that nobody else can do. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, it says you've been given this for the whole common good for everybody else. And then Ephesians says we grow, that would be expand, and we build ourselves up, that would be expand, when we love as each part does its work. So we have this unbelievable opportunity when we serve, when we use our gifts, to build actually each other up. And here's what hit me with this. I just want to share this with you. The key is, as soon as, as, when you're at church, as soon as you hear the word serve, I think you think, man, I'm supposed to serve K2. Somehow you think, I'm going to serve the organization. <laughs> I'm going to serve the church. But the answer is no. That's not, who's the church? It's us. And so... When you're serving someone, you, when you serve at K2, you're actually serving each other. Cheyenne Ashby right now is in the nursery. Who's she serving? K2, the church. No, she's got some of somebody's baby. Right? She's actually loving you, serving you. Chris Brown is over there in Adventure Canyon, right, teaching our kids. What's he doing? Is he serving K2, the church? No, he's actually serving you. He's loving your children and pouring himself into them. Sandy Meyer made your coffee. Hello, right? So is she serving K2, the church? No, she's keeping you awake, all right? It's awesome. David Johnson, right back here behind this at our soundboard. That dude showed up at 5.15 this morning. Why? To serve K2, the church? No, to make sure that everything technically in the sound in here would not distract you so that when we worship in a second, you're just lost in it. Mike White, who's looking very sharp, by the way, in his suit and tie, he gave up all Wednesday night, right? Why? For K2, the church? No, to help lead you in worship. Tomorrow night, Celebrate Recovery is going to happen. What are Scott Hill and, and Francine Pollock and the rest of that team? Are they serving K2, the church? No, they're loving you. You guys, okay, you get the point? And I think it's very interesting to me that when God said, when my love gets inside you, you have a longer love. And the only way you can have a longer love is when it's not about you, but it's about us. And in that very context, he says, so guess what? I'm going to give you a gift that I'm not going to give to anybody else, and it's actually for us. It's not for you. You guys, church is a body, and so it can't be consumeristic. It can't be about coming and getting and going home. It's about every one of us loving each other, serving each other. Then when that happens, the body's healthy, and as each part does its work, we grow and we expand. And you know what the result is? In the passage, unity. All of a sudden, the body joins and gets... How many of you come and you just feel isolated? Well, well, guess what? It's like that's because you actually have to connect. You have to give your life to another human being. And then as we come together, using our gifts, serving each other and loving each other, we become one. And in those verses, it says you have the same spirit, the same Lord, the same God, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's over all. From Jesus, the whole body joined and held together until we all reach unity in the faith. Then, 
And only then do we attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Yeah, so why do we want to expand our love? Why do we want to have a longer love? Because we want to be a group of people who love like Jesus loved us. And we want to hang with each other, and we want to serve each other, and we want to lift each other, and we want to bind ourselves, we want to bear up with each other, and we want to see him do amazing things. You guys, that's what the church is. The church is people who are identified with Christ. People, the church are people who are filled with the Spirit of God so that we actually love like he loves. It's a group of people who are patient. It's a group of people who bear with each other. It's a group of people who endure all things. Where we accept one another, forgive one another, see each other. Where we serve one another. Where we value the relationship more than our own happiness. Where we suffer long because we believe the end result will be glorious. And I don't know about you, man. I don't want to quit. I don't want to, when things get hard, I don't want to just like throw in the towel. Man, I want to keep going and I want to see God do more than I could ever ask or imagine. Now, let me just close with this. You know the other word that's so interesting in, the, in this passage, in both these contexts? Baptism. Baptism shows up in both these contexts. It says there is one baptism. 1 Corinthians 12, it says, For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body. Isn't that interesting? Why? What is baptism? You guys tell we're going to do baptism? This was crazy because that wasn't even planned in my study. This all just came together. Why baptism? Because when you receive Christ, look at what happens. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Hope doesn't disappoint us because God's love that is patient, that bears all things, that endures all things, has been poured out into, not my heart, our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. How in the world can I be patient with someone? How can I be long-suffering with somebody who's driving me nuts? I need Jesus inside me who's patient with me when I drive him nuts. Anybody in here drive Jesus nuts? <laughs> How patient do you want him to be with you? He is and he can pour that same love inside of you. How long do you want him to suffer with you? What hope do you how, how do you, how do you hope God bears with you and covers you? How long do you want God to endure your shortcomings? We all know the answer, like forever. And he goes, awesome, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pour my love into the Holy, through the Holy Spirit into your being. And when you're baptized, when you put your faith in Christ, God says, I take out the old and I put in a new heart and I put my Holy Spirit inside of you and now you have a longer love in you for each other. Love is and therefore God is patient, bearing all things, enduring all things. God's love is long and we, so long that Paul says we actually have to have power to grasp how long the love of Christ actually is. And once he gives the spirit, you can do it. So Nat King Cole says, what? Take my heart and please don't break it. You know what worship says? Worship says, hey God, take my heart and fill it. Take my heart and heal it from all the wounds of being loved shortly. Take my heart and transform it 
and make it like yours. God, take all of me and instead fill it with your love so I can give it to everyone around me. And I tell you what, when you do, you guys, we'll change the world. Because we'll be one. And Jesus said, and if you're one, the world will begin to know that I actually came from the Father. So the band is going to come up. We're going to do one song of worship before we do our baptisms. We're going to take our offering at this time. Perfect time, right? Because when we say, God, fill me with your love. Do you guys understand this, right? Like when you, say, when you give back to God what's his financially, everything you give does every ministry that all of us are taking advantage of. <laughs> Everything that happens here, whether it's with kids or during the week or out in the community or right here on Sunday morning, see, we minister even to each other with our faithfulness and our giving. It's unbelievable. So again, most of us are just doing it online now. We just set it up so it comes right off our paycheck, and we just are, that way we know we're faithful to him. Well, you can also do it on your app. We're finally catching up. If you want to give, you just have the K2 app. Go bam right there. It takes like 10 seconds, and you can just give. But for the rest of us, again, who came prepared, we do have our greeters, and they're going to pass around the bag. But here's what we're going to sing, you guys. We're going to sing, God, take my heart. Your love is the only love that never fails. It never ends. It comes to me in all my brokenness, and it washes me clean, and it reconciles me back to God. It saves me. Let's stand together. Let's worship him with our offering, and let's ask him, to take our hearts.